0: Welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Fitton, everybody's favorite mind shift mentor, shifting your mindset in the big five areas of your life, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, and emotionally. Uh, My purpose is to obliterate legalistic and religious constructs that keep us believing that poverty is a standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly it was always meant to be. You were meant to live a life of abundance. Um... This week I'm going to be unpacking Our inheritance I ask y'all on the Instagram uh, What would you like to hear about And y'all said this Now y'all said this about maybe a month and a half ago And so because I don't want to come to y'all willy-nilly um, I gave myself some time to put it together So you want to pay attention I'm dropping more than one podcast this week Today though uh, We're talking about Letter to my younger self Um it's, it's what everybody asked me. If I could tell my younger self one thing, what would it be? If I could redo anything, what would it be? And I had the answer today in manifestation. Um, you, I know so much now and life is so good now. Uh, it's so easy for us to be like, what would you tell yourself to make yourself richer? And, um, I'm not saying I'm above that. Uh, Uh, But that's not my answer. I'm not not trying to make myself richer. So before we do that, I need to get into 17 seconds of gratitude. Before I get into the 17 seconds of gratitude, if you're new to Manifesting 101, the podcast, welcome, family. Welcome. You're in community with us. You're listening. I don't even care if it it was for five seconds and you're done even after I say this. Thank you, boo. Thank you for being in community with me. There are so many podcasts, so many podcasts you could have tuned into. And I don't count it lightly. I thank God for your life. You're such a blessing. Thanks for stopping by. If this is going, you can actually listen to this podcast and not be confused. Okay. Um, But if you're listening to any others and it's this season, you need to go on back. Go, go on back. Go, go on back. All right. Um, Shout out to Jasmine. I won't mention your last names because I don't have your permission. And you know, she likes to have permission. Shout out to Jasmine and Brianna, the new mentees, um, some new mentees. Welcome to the team. Um, they sign up for one-on-one mentorship, mentorship. And if you have any questions about that, what that all entails, you can email me at info at There are three tiers of mentorship. One is, um, girl, just, I just have one question. Send me one email with the answer and my, um, affirmations. I can do it on my own. The second tier is I get by with a little help from my friends. I just need you to be my friend for a hot second shoot me a couple emails respond to my emails give me a prescribed toolkit and i'll be on my way i'll be out your hair the third tier is um intensive one-on-one for about a month (laughs) and you have access to my sale you have access uh to uh your personalized customized toolkit we meet um via zoom session um, it's really intense, uh, and life changing. If you don't believe me, ask some of my good friends. Um, if you're a part of that Facebook, um, mind shift crew, then you, I've already seen a lot of my good friends that have been, that are current mentees now and previous mentees. And once we're connected, we're connected for life. So, um, th- there's that there's a the long and short, I just want to welcome them. Hey y'all. Hey, hey, Hi. They're putting in the work and they're doing well. Gratitude. We give it because it realigns us and keeps us in alignment. Tuned in, tapped in, turned on to the frequency of heaven. Because um, as I believe the churchy folks say, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. When you are in gratitude in a constant state of just thankfulness, no matter what crap show is in front of you. It's like hollowing out what God said he would do so that more good can show up in your life and seeing beyond the 3D. It just also feels good. Like gratitude literally changes your body chemistry. There's a science to it. Even new agers are like that mindset, that gratitude, oh baby, it does something. So that's what we do. My 17 seconds of gratitude is um, for creating a vacuum. I just am really, really thankful that every time I clear out When I hear, get rid of things, that it just, that I do it, and there's such a blessing in it. I'm thankful for that. One of the terms that I learned uh, earlier on in this uh, journey was creating a vacuum. And I learned this from Catherine Ponder. I'm sure she learned it from somebody else, because that's how it goes. We we procure, and we put our spin on it, and our advancement on it, and then we pass it along to those who are impacted by us. Um, I remember when I wanted my, uh, when I wanted a new house, literally the Lord was like, create a vacuum and I'm going to allow you to take your, only your clothes and only so many of those, cause you have to give some away. And I blessed every piece of clothing that I gave away. Um, I was allowed to take my bed and that's it. I was locked in my bed and my clothes and my books. That's it. That's it. And the Lord challenged me to bless every piece of furniture and give it to the person who was taking over um, my old lease. I did that before I had a place. Two days later, I mean, I created that vacuum before I had a place. Two days later, I had the place I'm in now, which is the place of my dreams at the time now I have other dreams but I'm so grateful that the Lord has cultivated a spirit in me where I do not hold on to things I hold on to him and because I hold on to him and my purpose in life all things are added to me I seek first the kingdom and all things are added to me and I'm super grateful for that I'm super grateful for the letting go and I'm super grateful of receiving and with that as always we always do more than 17 seconds already know by now we have six minutes and 35 seconds come on now Come on now. We weren't giving gratitude for that long. I started like three thirty, four minutes in. But, you know, once you start, you can't stop. It's like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into it. If you're in the Cleveland area, I will meet you this weekend. That's the 24th and the 25th. In Cleveland, it's Beachwood, Ohio. We're at the Embassy Suites in the Beachwood, Ohio, for the Pivot Conference. I'm going to be teaching a session on Saturday, but join me Friday and Saturday. It's going to be super dope. It's not too late to register. You can go to TamikiReadSims.com or TReadSims.com. Registration is like seventy five dollars. You're going to get a bunch of information. I got a bunch of friends joining me there, and I'm really super excited because some of my good sisters are flying in just to spend time with the kid and. And I'm super excited about that. If you're a manifesting one-on-one family member and you're going to be in the area, please do not. Don't you dare spend time in that space and not tell me. You better be like Tamara West who was like, sister girl, I'm coming. Don't you dare be in that space and not let me know. The way I've been loving on y'all virtually through email, y'all better let me see your face. I know, I know that much. I know that much. Okay. (sighs) I have a question. We need to have a meetup. And I don't know where, y'all. That's what's holding it up. I don't know where. Do y'all really want to come to Iowa? We got like 15 inches of snow the other day. We were supposed to get five. It was a whole daggone blizzard. I was stuck in my house for two days. I wasn't complaining about that. Let me me be clear. But baby, if y'all want to come here, that's fine. I just just don't know where to hold it. So, you know, keep me in mind, y'all. Keep me in mind in Jesus name. All right. So if you had a choice to eat a red pill or a blue pill, the red pill would be representing um, $10 million and the blue pill would be telling your younger self, like going back into time, knowing what you know now, which one would you choose? I'll take a sip. Okay. Y'all, y'all already answered. Okay, cool. Cool. Great. For me, I chose my mentees, my mentors, sorry, my mentors, um, in education came into town Four wonderfully, amazingly, uh, experienced and successful black men. They're not, they're not hard on the eyes either, you know, um, <laughs> definitely married two out of the four, but, um, they are a little easy on the eyes. Anyway, we were out to dinner on the love day um, because we had a board meeting. We had we had a very successful day. Anyway, we're sitting there and Dr. Grant, my um, mentor that I've known the longest, was like, asked me the question, which would I choose? I'm the only one, y'all, that chose going back and living life again. <laughs> Everybody else was like, give me them two million dollars. And now, the thing is this, and I'll tell you why I chose going back again. And this is what I would tell my younger self. The only thing that I regret in my life, I don't live my life on regrets. So the only thing I regret, and this is definitely something I wish I had known sooner. I heard it. I saw my mom do it every day, every morning, every night. I saw her do it. And unfortunately, I was looking at things in the 3D as a child because my mom was doing all this She was doing this so much of it. And yet we were still poor. And so I disengaged myself from the idea. Like I gave myself permission to even lack belief, like to stop believing that it could even work. And I just didn't know. I had no idea. I had no idea. And all I'm saying is I would pray y'all. The prayer life that I have now and the way that it has helped me to manifest, it is the very reason I have the life I have now. When I think about my prayer life, it's a whole entire flex. I could use all the the manifestation techniques I want to. That prayer life, though, it hits different and I can prove it to you. I can prove it to you. So when I first started, um... When I first started out, in this manifestation journey, seven years ago, I believe it's eight years ago now. Um, okay, let me just say the year 2015 when I started my manifestation journey. I had my wall peppered with um, sticky notes and affirmations and stuff, right? And I was filling my mind up daily with good things. I would begin my day with a wonderful inspirational lesson. Um, I would not start my day off in prayer. Let me just be be very clear. I wouldn't start my day off in prayer. I wouldn't start my way off, my day off in the Word. I was a whole minister at the time. I uh, did not do this. I saved that for the evening time. Maybe. <laughs> hey, let me be honest. Maybe, maybe. So it, it was salt and peppered in my day, you know, but I would start with like a message from Joel scene or TD Jake's. And then I started to listen to other things, like just streams of affirmations on YouTube. And then I would say these affirmations that I had on my wall, my sticky notes. I was Mary Jane before it was popular. So before that show came out, right? So anyway, um, I saw things, right? I saw things take place and I really saw things up. In manifestation, I saw it quicker when I started saying the 23rd numbers of Psalms before I left out and affirming that. Again, sis did not like, I would pray in the evenings. I would pray in the evenings. All right. I had had, um, then about, oh my gosh, I don't want to skip anything. Then about three months after I had started to affirm, I had my business start. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm telling you. Like affirmations do work they really do they really really do and then there are things that totally enhance and then just just obliterate any kind of dream that you ever thought you had because it's so much bigger than that so like i had already manifested my contract with um the local um college junior college and training right so that's my business where i um was subcontracting for like 165 an hour on top of t- on top of teaching And then one night, like my life fell apart and I felt the Lord say, I prayed one prayer during service before my life fell apart. I was like, Lord, make my name great. That's what I said. That was my prayer. I prayed for someone else. And then the pastor was like, okay, now as hard as you prayed for them, now you pray for yourself. And I, and I said, Lord, I only have one request, make my name great. That was it. I wanted what Abraham had. make it great in Jesus name. That was it. Then my life fell apart. (laughs) My life, my life fell apart. And as it seems, what I would tell you is when your life seems like it's falling apart, it's literally coming together pieces in order for a puzzle to be created, the pieces need to come together. And there's an excitement. There's uh, people that are puzzlers, There's an excitement to when the pieces fit, the right pieces fit, and you're putting it together based upon a picture. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Based upon a picture that you didn't create. Woo! Y'all getting it? Oh, this is so good. Hey, hey, I might have to do a Facebook Live on this. The person who created the puzzle, you don't even know them from Adam. You have no idea what, you know, you have no idea. You just see. The picture on the box that makes you like, go ahead and pick up the puzzle and then you get to work, right? Whether it's a thousand pieces, 10,000 pieces, you're doing it. You're doing it. And the intricate details, right? Right. You have to find the pieces, you sort them out, right? Based upon, I I don't know if you're a puzzler or not, but based upon like the picture, the color, you sort them out based upon that. And then you kind of put them together. It's a process and it's an enjoyable process if you're a puzzler. Most of us aren't though. So when God is giving us pieces to the puzzle, we're like, wait a minute. This is this, whoa, whoa, where does this fit? And so the thing that helps out with that is prayer. So now I'm going to circle back right? So my life was falling apart slash coming together. And I ended up face down on my hardwood floor. i um, praying to the Lord. If you wanted me to get out of this relationship, if you wanted me to move out, if you wanted me to live a consecrated life, you're going to have to take care of these bills. Cause I got about 13 payday loans and I don't know how I y'all, that prayer was not an hour. I was praying in the spirit. I was all, face down. It was a very earnest prayer. And I heard Holy Spirit say, get up and you have three unused notebooks in your car. Get that. I did. And I was like, what do you want me to do with this? And the Lord was like, begin to write your book. And I was like, okay, um, but these bills though. Okay. Um, did you hear me when I prayed? What about these bills? And that's when I got the answer to look up uh, uh, debt relief, payday loan debt relief. I didn't know that was a thing, but two hours later all of my debt was in escrow and I had a savings account for the first time at like 37 a, a whole savings account. Finally stopped living paycheck to paycheck. My book sold so many copies. Um, I, I, I had another business before I knew it and the Lord told me to go live. Listen, the, not that day. That, the, the, that day I was in prayer on my face, the book idea came, and the debt relief. Every day after that, I began to pray, and I began to pray for hours. I took courses on how to pray. Well, I, I read books on how to pray, how to hear the voice of God, all these things, right? And then the Lord was like, no, 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 scratch all of that. I want to take you on a journey. Go ahead and just pray. I prayed. The decree journal idea came. The shirt idea for decree came. Um, teaching me the difference between, um, decreeing and affirming, um, teaching me, uh, supernatural technologies that are hidden in the word that will help me manifest quicker. All of these things were happening. I would walk into rooms and, and, and see into people's lives. Um, I was on Facebook live when I started to walk into my prophetic gifting and I started, and some of you that are listening were on those lives. Like you've been a one since day one. um, But the, I felt the Lord say, speak into their lives. Now, you know, when you're going live, you can't see people unless you invite them on. Like, and so I was, I was reading people's mail. I was literally looking into their lives and acting on faith. And that happened from prayer. My gift of teaching heightened, my gift of revelation heightened. Um, and then I look around and my life is unrecognizable. I'm no longer, um, I'm no longer contemplating suicide. I'm no longer cutting. I'm no longer like having moments of ideation because I'm also being regulated during prayer. I'm built up and edified because these big dreams that the Lord was giving me, my, my self-concept was not big. It was low and he built it up in prayer. Like, this is how I see you. This is who I see that you are. And so my life. My prayer life is a flex. My life is a reflection of my knees, my time on my knees. My life is a reflection of my intimacy with the divine. Because I promise you, I may seem super confident and it is not of my own doing. I I remember being confident for no reason at all. (laughs) I was confident in my own strength and my own ability and my own hustle. And that was exhausting. Because when people would reject me, then it would be like, damn, am I who am I who I think I am? Like, am I am I am I smart? Why do I keep on getting rejected for um, promotion after promotion? Why do people keep overlooking me? Why does not this person want me in relationship? Am I that great? Am I am I really? Can I do it? Can I really? My friendships. I was able to see who was for me. Like that comp, that confidence built up in prayer, it's like a thing. It gives me boldness and audacity, y'all. I, I know God so well. And as well as I think I know him, I know that there's tons more to know. But if he said it, I'm going to stand on it. My time in prayer, I, I've always been super smart. I've always been an intellectual. Always. Even when I didn't realize it sis is is a smart is one smart cookie i can read a book in no time flat i can retain the information i can apply it i can put a new spin on it i can advance it i can scaffold off of it and even then prayer has enhanced that knowledge because i can teach a concept that people have preached on for years and be able to reach people who were lost in, in translation because it got lost in translation This is why I obliterate legalistic and religious constructs because I've been free from it. Prayer, intimacy with the Lord, meditating on what I hear in prayer, meditating on my love for him and his love for me. That's the only thing I would tell myself differently. You know why? You know why? You know why? Because if I were praying like I do now, then baby, baby, talk about Uh, On the least of the, on the last of the list would be wealth. I I would have been emotionally regulated. I would have been insulated. And then what humbles me about the only thing that I would change is the fact that even when I wasn't cognizant of it, it was still at work. Um, As I was putting together this podcast and thinking about what I would talk about, like, and it came to me, I had to pause and just talk to my father for a minute. Because there's never been a prayer that I have uttered that has fallen on deaf ears. At my lowest times, when I uttered a prayer, he came to my rescue. I will share specifically when I lived in Milwaukee the first year, I ended up uh, having an abortion. And I remember the dream I had before that and I should have said trigger warning but and we're here now so if you don't want to listen to it because it could trigger something that's fine and I challenge you to listen and face that point of shame and fear and regret and guilt okay because God's already forgotten about it all right he loves you he wants nothing but the best for you and he don't hold no grudges So the night before I murdered my children, I had a dream. I was living in my uncle's, uh, one of my uncles, I living with my uncle Dan and I had the dream that I was in the room I was staying in and there were three babies on my bed. They were the cutest, chocolate, amazingly chubby, beautiful children. Two of them, you could tell, were twins. And I, in the dream, was told that they were the babies I were car- that I was carrying. Um, the other baby in the dream was one that I um, had aborted previously. And it was so much peace in that dream. They were so adorable, so cute. Um, and I remember crying for the one that wasn't born yet. Um, that uh, the first uh, child that I had aborted crying and saying sorry to them. Um, I went through a lot with that and I won't get into that right now, but I was crying. And when I woke up, I felt the peace of God enter my room. Honestly, I had not uttered a prayer because I had decided that I was going to have the abortion. Um, before I went to bed. So there was no praying to God. I had distanced myself from him because like, why would he love me? Why would he listen to me? Why would he listen to anything I came out of my mouth? Because here I am again. Here I am again, about to have my third abortion. So why why would he listen to me? I'll take whatever life gives me because I deserve it. When I woke up from that dream, I really felt Holy Spirit, like, don't do it. We got you. It's going to be okay. And so I had resolved that I was going to keep my babies because I was, I knew that they were twins. What I didn't know then that I know now is that twins ran in the father's bloodline. Um, and, uh, yeah, that I, you know, I, that it was, it was slated for us to have them. I'm just going to be honest with you. So that next day I I woke up purpose to keep them and in conversation with the father he was really pushing for it like his life would be over you know like there's just no way and gonna be poor and I chose a man over my children Story's not over though the afternoon after I had the abortion I sat in the Volvo in a park on Capitol Drive. And if you're familiar with Milwaukee, Capitol is a major street. Um, I sat in the park and I just cried. I cried and I cried. And I remember the soundtrack to that moment was Deborah Killings, Jesus. And um, I was by myself because the father decided that they were going to go to a choir rehearsal that they, you know, for a group they were MDing for. And, um, then proceeded not to answer any of my calls, nor call and check on me like it was done. Didn't hear from them at all. The next day, same spot, crying, tears, all that. They finally answered my call and told me, um, that they felt it was better if we didn't stay together because they're no good for me. And I remember getting off the phone thinking, why didn't I listen to you, God? Because now I have nothing. I, I killed my kids for a man that was so heartless. And I, I'm by myself. I I get emotional not off of the fact of shame or guilt because I wouldn't be telling you (laughs) at all. I'm emotional because the way the Lord has loved me, I can never talk about it without reverence and gratitude. The way he has proven to me that his love goes beyond what I could ever imagine, any point of human love that I've ever received. This, this man, this God, this Father—unbelievable. I mentioned a small small prayer during that time and had like literally purpose to take my life because of the weight of guilt and shame and rejection and loneliness i whispered a prayer and i know for a fact the scripture that says those who call in the name of the lord will be saved i was saved And in indonesia I called on his name and I was saved. I, I just want to tell you because right now you have the opportunity to cultivate a level of intimacy that will forever change your life by looking beyond whatever it is. You have the ability not only to manifest at super fast speeds through this intimacy in prayer and have your life be regulated and live in abundance and prosperity. Uh, most importantly, the way a prayer life builds you up edifies you and allows you to be this superhero <laughs> to reach others it's kind of amazing like it's the reason why you're here listening now i have one more story for you when i was in indonesia my visa expired because i got to a place where i couldn't like every three months like when you're on a non-working visa you have to leave the country and then um, every three months in order to come back otherwise your visa is expired and so the first time i was able to fly to singapore um, I mean, you have to like stay for 24 hours you can't fly the same day and be back the same day like you literally gotta stay somewhere at least a day right and because it has to have a different date on that uh, on the passport stamp so anyway um i Was able to the first time because I had money, but the second time, three months from the first time that I did it, um, my, I didn't have any money, so my visa expired for the rest of the time I was there. I, I just, you know, once it's expired, it's expired. I didn't know anything about the embassy, the U.S. embassy, nothing like. I was 18, so there you go. My mom wasn't world traveled. Shoot, she wasn't even state traveled, so... Um, I call myself going to get help, um, from, uh, the man who owned, um, Hotel Jakarta at the time and would bring bands in, um, American bands to play. And so that's how I met him. And so I went thinking in my naivete that this man would see me as a child and then protect me and send me home. Cause he was literally the second richest man in Indonesia at the time. Now this is back in 96, 97. Okay. Um. This was 97. So I left there in 96. I went overseas in 96. And this happened in 97. So I thought that you know he would see me as a child. Absolutely did not. Um. And it was like literally, um. I'll I'll pay for you to go home. Um. I'll pay for whatever you want if you have sex with me. Um. And I was like, nah, no, because he was definitely gross. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And he was like, if you do it or proceeded to make threats that he can make do on for the sake of this episode, I'm going to, uh, skip through major details, um, that would help you understand what his threat was, but it was enough. And so definitely, um, sex trafficked for a hot second. Um, and I stood on the, in the penthouse where he was, um, well, one of his penthouses, this is his hotel, <laughs> and he was like, "You can stay here. Um, I could have stayed there for a, as long as I wanted to, right? Um, but why would you want to stay in the penthouse of the person who raped you? It's gonna pass you along to somebody else, right? Um, so, I purpose to kill myself. Call on my family. Call every friend whose number I could remember, and purpose to do it. God save my life. Um, I didn't pray when he did, when he saved my life, I, I didn't pray at all. Um, the second time though was when, um, in the same instance, um, they were taking me to the airport and getting everything together, but we had to stay in a hotel, um, that was close to the airport. Cause my flight was like taken off at the butt crack of dawn. Um, he was in the car, um, with one of his friends and he was explaining what would happen. And then he was like, my friend is going to stay at the hotel. Ebus with you. Um, and you know, I'll see you off by the way, you're going to sleep with him. I told y'all traffic, you pass along, right? Um, I'm in the car about piss myself because I realized it's about to happen again. And I, I barely made it through the first time. And so I said, God, if you're real, then save me stop this from happening because it's either you do it or I'm gonna kill myself I promise you the sun will not come up tomorrow and I see it I will kill myself before I let it happen again we're driving get there to the hotel Ebus, and as I pass by we're going in and he gets us checked in his friend gets us checked in and um As we're passing by, there's a hotel store and I hear not ever having heard the voice of Holy Spirit ever. I heard stop and get some tampons. Uh, Excuse me. Why tampons? Why? I never used those before. Now, of course I had had sex before, but my mom had like told me tampons were super bad for you. So I was like, why tampons? I never I was actually afraid. Now now those of you who have had sex are it's okay to laugh because if you've had a whole um man's anatomy inside of you, y'all could be having y'all children listening. So um it you don't care about no tampon. You could do a tampon. In my head it's like, oh no, it's so bad for you. Um and I thought about I thought, why not pads? It's gonna be a dumb moment for you because I wasn't on my monthly. I wasn't on my menstrual. So a pad would have showed nothing, right? God's so smart. So he tells me to get it. And I am like, you gotta be kidding me. This is what you tell me to buy. So I tell him, can we please stop at the store? I need to buy some tampons. And he rolls his eyes and there's a look of anger on his face, but he gets it anyway. I still don't know what's happening. When I get to my hotel room, cause we're staying in separate. Uh, well, he's not staying there at all. He has to go back to his wife and kids. So I stay in the hotel room and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I stay in the hotel room and seven o'clock comes, eight o'clock comes. I think, okay, thank you, Lord. Cause I'm praying this whole time. This is going to be great. You know, like, thank you, Lord. He's not going to come about a quarter to 10. There's a knock at the door. I, um, I would say like at seven 30, the around seven 30, I really heard the Lord say, you need to go ahead and insert that. And so I got over that inserted it and there was nothing so I'm thinking I'm in in the clear about a quarter to ten there's a knock at the door it's him and I am struggling to keep it together but the first thing he does is just it's gonna be graphic I'll stick his hands down my pants to see and when he feels a string he leaves me alone and leaves the room and I am safe. I only mentioned a prayer that was actually an ultimatum and he heard it so why wouldn't I go back in time and tell myself to pray more because I can think of a ton of things that I could have used him for not just to avoid because if I hadn't gone through anything y'all I wouldn't have credibility. I wouldn't know what it is like to fully trust in him. I wouldn't. So I'm not saying that. What I will say is the mind regulation that I've experienced in this journey, the way my life has come together when I felt it was falling apart in this journey, the amount of loss I have experienced in this journey. If I didn't have my prayer life. I wouldn't have made it. My prayer life is a whole flex. That's my flex. And it's worth taking the the pill. To go back in time. And spend a little bit more time and see even more things beyond what I've already seen. I see some unimaginable things. And I would have loved to add a, add some more years to that. I'm going to live a very long and amazing life. I know it. And I'm going to continue to grow closer to the Lord. I know it. And I'm going to continue to manifest beyond my wildest dreams. I know it. And if there's anything that I could tell you that's a manifestation technique, a supernatural technology, A life-changing technology. If I were to tell you, if you use this, you would need nothing else. It's prayer. I'm Kimberly Fitton. Thank you for sharing space with me for this 40 minutes. Long, long podcast. Thank you. Um, If it has blessed you in any way and you would like to trade on it, it's impacted your life and you're growing and you would like to trade on it, you can hit up the Venmo. Um, you can use KFit88. Look me up, Kimberly Fit, I'm there. Um, you can use KFit88 at gmail.com for PayPal. And you can use Cash App, capital K, Kimberly, capital F, Fit, and all one word with that dollar sign. Um, that's it. That's it, y'all. Um, wow. So super humbling. So, so super humbling. And I'm grateful. Have you guys ever just been in love and you talked about your significant other or your partner and you can't help but smile or you can't help but feel warm when you think about all the ways in which they've showed you they love you I'm gonna tell you right now I'm gonna tell you right now his love has absolutely ruined me for anyone else and it has ruined the idea of accepting less than that it's a good love and I'm grateful for it I love y'all have an amazing amazing week